Hello and welcome to another episode on the Lubumba Pastors blog. I'm Lusumba Jonathan. Our study today is a rebroadcast from our 2021 series on the book of Proverbs. The title of the lesson is Peaceful Speech. And the proverb we're going to read to begin is Proverbs chapter 29, verse 8, which says, Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. Life will sometimes present us with moments where we can add fuel to the fire of conflict or pour water on it to douse it. We've seen this concept back when we looked at Proverbs 15.1, which says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Our proverb today speaks of this concept on a larger scale with incitement of groups of people to do evil or to calm them to make peace. There's a story from the book of Acts in the ministry of Paul that gives us an example of these two sides. In Acts 19, from verse 23 to verse 29, we read this. It says, About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who had silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth, and you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be deposed from her magnificence she whom all Asia and the world worship. When they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with the confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel. The temple of Artemis, or Diana, in Ephesus was considered to be one of the seven wonders of the world in past times. In this case, the scoffer stirring up conflict is a silversmith named Demetrius. His trade profited from the practice of idolatry in his culture. This is where his true problem with Christianity came from. It was threatening his source of income as people turned away from idols to the true God. You will often find that those who stir up riots and mob mentality have an ulterior motive that is not the same as the motive they are giving the crowd to be upset about. It was not Demetrius's religious sensitivities that were so much concerned as his pocket. Notice what type of thinking takes place in a city set aflame. If we continue reading in verse 32 to 34 of Acts 19, we read, Now some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion. And most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward. And Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Most people taking part in this type of uproar can't really say why exactly it's happening. They get caught up in it, and the evil irrationality controls the whole group. 
This was clearly demonstrated in riots in the United States that started in response to alleged racial incidents. Crowds looted, robbed, and vandalized over a billion dollars of property in one city alone with no discretion as to the race of the owner of the property the rioters stole or destroyed. The damage was actually done in large part to communities represented by the very same ethnic minorities the rioters were supposedly rioting for. This crowd in Ephesus shouted the same thing, sing, same thing together for two hours. I can't imagine listening to anyone repeating anything longer than five minutes before thinking these people are out of their minds. And that's exactly what happens with divisive and inflammatory speech. Reason is lost and anger and emotion take over. Let's continue the story and read how the crowd gets calmed down. From verse 35 to verse 41 of Acts 19, we read, And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. This clerk was not a believer, and I'm not affirming everything he said. But notice that he applies the principle of soft speech we are given in the book of Proverbs. The original accusations Demetrius made were untrue, and if there was anything unlawful being done, there were courts open where charges could be made against someone. The clerk then warns the people that they themselves could be charged with a crime for the way they had assembled and behaved. After that, the people go home. There's an example from the life of Gideon that illustrates soft speech cooling a situation as well. In Judges chapter 8, from verse 1 to 3, after Gideon had defeated the Midianites, this, we read this dialogue taking place between Gideon and the men of the tribe of Ephraim. It says this, beginning in verse 1. Then the men of Ephraim said to him, What is this that you have done to us, not to call us when you went to fight against Midian? And they accused him fiercely. And he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Ezer? God has given into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger against him subsided when he said this. These men accused Gideon unfairly of not giving them an opportunity to fight when he went to fight. The reality was that Israel had been oppressed by Midian for seven years, and the men of Ephraim could have, and should have, decided to fight them at any time. But now that the Lord had given victory to Gideon, these men came and spoke angrily, angrily to him that he had slighted them. How could Gideon have replied to them? I think we would all be tempted 
to ask them where they were all the years Midian ruled over them. It's easy to talk bravely once your enemy is destroyed, but where was that bravery before that? But if Gideon had said something like that, what do you think would have happened? Conflict for sure. Instead, Gideon belittles his own accomplishments in humility and praises the men of Ephraim. Because he answered in that way, he caused their anger to dissipate. God tells us in the book of James that we sow a harvest of righteousness when we make peace with our tongues. How are you doing in this area? Are you using your tongue to make peace or to start fires? God bless you all.